Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. Ooh, it's been a party around here. It is Dia de los Muertos. Muertos, muertes, muertos, muertos, and Natasha and I engaged in the annual ritual of white cultural appropriation, putting on eyeliner and taking our child to a cemetery. To that was quite a fest. That was quite an affair today. She seemed to like it. It was awesome. But you know what happens? You have a kid. There's a crowd. I'm like, and she's not in a stroller or anything, and so it's just like. So it's really takes away. I mean, I'm just saying my experience is mm. completely different. It's mm-hmm. not chill. It's like mm-hmm. I'd say 90% of my energy is making sure that I have my eyes on my child. Well, I had a good time and the child had a good time. She so did. I guess two out of three ain't bad. No, I know. I know. Old, and it was uh, fun. Old, uh, every, every silver lining has a gray cloud over here. It no, little, it was very fun. I loved the music. It was awesome. And you know, it made me realize... The, the um, taquitos were good. Taquitos were good. It made me realize how lonely it must be. Because I was watching these like Aztec Mexican dudes, you know, dressed in Aztec uh, uh, feather uh, headdresses and these women dressed in a- like old school Aztec uh, ritual dance they were doing. And then there was these like, you know, classic... The Dia de los Muertos, like Mexican dresses and half makeup. And I was just like, I mean, look, Judaism does not compare to that. But I am so grateful to be from a uh, an ethnicity that has ritual and tradition. Because I was just thinking watching that, like how lonesome it must be to be like a, a just a, a mutt of Protestantism. Where like all of the rituals from the old country have been kind of like slowly forgotten by your family rituals probably like like what like halloween easter brunch (laughs) (laughs) easter brunch watching joel olstein midnight mass well mid catholics have ritual that's the thing catholics are like that old school flavor oh i see italians got it if you're if you're in touch with your italian italians don't have anything like el dia de los muertos sure but it's something all i'm saying is to have nothing to have no ritual in your life to have no um old country vibes in your life must just be like just you're just that's what you know what it is i I don't know if we've talked about this before but that's why hippies are so powerful hippies are white uh they're they're white homegrown rituals it's like that's why i want to have a solstice festival at christmas that's what i'm saying like hippies are for uh, are american like homegrown let's restart and do rituals that's what I want. Here. I guess I'm a hippie. I guess you are, my dear. You've always dressed like one, and now you <laughs> finally realize. Um, it was pretty cool, though. And uh, and I, I the other thing I really liked about De, De Los Muertos is this idea of uh, an annual remembrance of your dead. There was this AA speaker I once heard who's lost their child. Uh, their child died young, uh, and they... I mean, that's a terrible thing. And they, it was a very powerful story. He was speaking. He said every time they uh, make a reservation at a restaurant, they'll make the reservation in their, their child's name. And it's a little grim, I guess. But I, did not, I do not like that. Well, to me, well, the, way he, the way this person told it, and I thought it was really beautiful, is he was like, you know, what we don't want to do with the memory of our child is uh, just let it fade away and try and forget. And so we, we keep 
we do that so that we're always saying his name, keeping his name alive. Instead, they want to be like, you know, at Applebee's and have uh, your dead son, <laughs> party of three. Your table's ready. Well, there was a short story. It's a bit morbid. I don't know. I thought it was kind of you. I hear what you're but saying. But I like Dio de los Muertos. It's nice. They got their ofrendas. They put up the pictures. And you, you know what I like? Them. I like being in an atmosphere where every single person is in a costume. Yeah, well, that's cool, too, for sure. Everyone's and, done something. Even our kid, even us. And You I, know, everyone has makeup on. Everyone is like... Well, there's a short story I once read that was said that basically that you die twice. It was about these people that were like in this... Uh, this uh, limbo, and it's, uh, these people die twice. Once when you actually die, and once when no one speaks your name ever again, when everybody mm. forgets you. Everybody that knew you forgot you. And so the ofrenda is kind of cool because that will never happen in a Mexican family. Yeah, let's keep talking. Oh, although, I sh- let, let, let's, let's... Well, hold on. Before we do that, I just have one last thing. Before we introduce our guest, uh, I had a crazy idea today at De Los Muertos. Okay, you ready for this? I think I'm going to write an animated feature about the whole Dia de los Muertos world where like a little boy. You should sell it to Pixar. I mean, I would love that. If you do know someone there. No, but um, I think I really think they would, they need something like that. This is awesome. Yes. Do you know anybody? You don't. You. I do know the head of Pixar. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. Unbelievable. I'm going to call it. I don't know what I'll call it, but we'll figure it out. Uh, oh, our, our, our uh, you should call it maybe. Um, par- Dead son party of one. <laughs> That's it. We got the name. Um, what were you thinking? Coco. I was going to call it Coco. Oh, Coco would be a good name for the t- for the titular character. Or no, not the titular character. What if the Coco was actually the grandma of the titular? Okay, let's. All I, right, I have look. another thing I want to talk about with El Dio de los Muertos, but let's call our guests because we have kids the same age, and I want to ask him about it. This is a good idea. Uh, this dude, the funniest dude. I mean, the funny. What can you say? What can you say other than let's welcome him in? Okay, this is uh, he was a writer on another period. Sure, he was. Follow him on follow him on Instagram. He's hilarious. One of the funniest men in America. It's Gil Ozeri, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, hello, Gil. What's up? Oh, you're a sailor. <laughs> oh my God! Yes, I just came off the Steve Zizu train. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can we hear him? Okay, Laura. Sounds good. He's got one of the got one of those funky filters. Oh, I have one of my headphones off. That's why. Yeah, Gil, how are you? Oh, you know, I'm doing all right. Oh I'm no, in there, baby. Oh, no. no, that's that. That was good for me. Oh, that's Fuck. good. Oh, good, <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm doing all right. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're just fine. We went to um, the Dia de los Muertos festival today at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Oh, nice. How was that? It was good. We, we have some pretty good news. Natasha and I were, we talked to some people and we're, um, we're Mexican now. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that how it works? Well, it, it, it did today. These guys were really cool. They charged us like, not that, it was kind of reasonable. It was like 5000 a person and okay. we're not white anymore. <laughs> oh, wow. It was just $5,000. I, I, I have some bad news for you guys. That's not how you become mexican what? i don't even think you can yeah i don't you, you gotta i think you gotta be, move there you have to move to <laughs> mexico to become mexican that's uh-huh. how it works 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think someone just stole your money. Hold on, the guy gave me his number. I'm sure it's a. I'll call him. He he's he was very. Wait, cool. Gil, I want to ask you a question because we went to this yes. place tonight and they gave us these little bags from for our kid because we have daughters kind of similar age. And then they put these marigold like flower petals in this little pouch and they made us write people who died. And then the woman told our kid that well, they didn't make us. They suggested it. She said, <laughs> "Now the spirit is going to come back because they're going to smell the marigolds. You just have to go home and." put this on an altar so then we come home we have i have a little altar where i meditate she put it on there and she's just like waiting for the spirits and she's like where are the spirits and so i'm kind of like perpetuating that they're coming uh-huh. <laughs> but now she was like waiting and then she saw some dirt on the wall and she's like is that the spirit and she wouldn't go to bed i mean she was also not wanting to take her nap but she was like waiting for it and then she wanted to bring the pouch into her bedroom and then i said maybe grandma hope will come touch you on the arm in your dream and then she's like where i don't want her touching my arm and then i was like why am i perpetuating this i don't know but how do you handle things like that i i think you what you do is you wait till four in the morning and you get dressed up like your great <laughs> grandmother. <laughs> and then you scare, you wake her up by running in with a pot, slamming a spoon on a pot. <laughs> that is a fantastic idea. I mean, don't She'd you probably feel, like it. Don't you feel like, Gil, like we've gone back and forth with this on this podcast about uh, Santa's Christmas and Santa Claus. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's well. A, Gil is a kindred Jew with he's a, you. He's he doesn't. A Jew he doesn't have a Christmas tree. He's not right. one of those Jewish people who are like we celebrate everything. Right. So don't you feel like it's like a Jewish superpower to be like, like the conversation about whether or not to indoctrinate your child with like lies about a jolly spirit that steals into the house in the night and leaves toys and takes cookies. You don't even have to have that. Debate. You think you think Judaism is better? <laughs> I don't know if it's better, <laughs> but around that particular thing, it's better. But. but uh, uh, no, no. What were we going to say at the time? I was going to just tell Moshe that, you know, the spirit of her dead grandmother is a little different than Santa Claus. I don't know that it is. Hmm. I don't. Well, no. I mean, I, I have. I see. I have a problem because, like, we saw this. We went to the farmer's market the other day and we saw the, the witch in the store. And at first she seemed my daughter seemed interested in it. And then she's been complaining about it every single night. Like, is the witch going to come into the into my room at night? And I'm like, well, there's no such thing as witches. There's no such thing as ghosts. But like part of me does believe in ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> so part of me is like, well, you're going to fucking learn. You're going to learn one day. You, you, part of you is like, <laughs> you think that's a witch? Wait till you see a real fucking witch. It's coming and it's way more terrifying. I, exactly. I can't be like, she's like, what if someone comes into our house in the middle of the night? In the middle of the night and I'm like. No one's coming in. Meanwhile, in the back of my head, I'm like, someone can fucking come in. And I can't, I can't do anything about it because I'm, a, I'm f- like four foot seven. Wait, first of all, you're not four foot seven. You're at least five feet. Now, do you actually believe in ghosts, though? Is that for real? Um, I mean, I, I, I don't. I, it's not like I, I, I don't believe in. I don't believe in that stuff. But I, I, I don't have. I'm. I can't be too sure. <laughs> Does that make sense? I don't want to be. I don't want to act like I'm uh, like too arrogantly about it. Are there are there spirits in Judaism? Or there not definitely really? are. Yeah. Yes. Okay. There's there's weird D books and goblins and things. Did I ever tell and you angels? I've never told you this story, Natasha. Gil, you'll probably appreciate this. I was having a conversation once years ago. I was in Israel and I was talking to this Hasidic guy, and like hippie Hasidic, and he's like, you know, we were 
kind of debating. I wasn't religious, and he all he did all day was study Talmud, and I was we were like really debating. We were having this really long, very deep conversation about like why he believed what he believed, and I was why I believe what I believe. We were really connecting on all these intellectual levels, and it went on for like, why are you making a, a, a stink face, Natasha? <laughs> Anytime I talk about Judaism, well, it just sounds like you're in a fight with someone. No, no, no. We were like really having, we were having a a connection, like my Hasidic brother, like screaming at each other, right? (laughs) A lot of gesticulation, a lot of hand movements, and then we're we're like an hour into this conversation. I'm like, man, we really there's there's not so much difference between the two of us. And then he goes, you have to understand, in the time of the Talmud, there were people who could literally fly. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm done. This I have no connection to this person. Every bit of connection we built up leaked out. I was like, I can't. I just can't. Was, was he wearing like a fur coat at in 90 degree heat? <laughs> yeah. That would have... <laughs> That could have also tipped you off that something was off. <laughs> um, what, what is your relationship with, t- with like magic and superstition and uh, fantasy with your kid? Do you tell her things are, everything is pragmatic and real or do you sometimes let her believe in things like East, like food, tooth fairies and things? Um, I think I try to let her have a healthy sense of belief and suspense of, you know, disbelief. Um, I try to also be, you know, pragmatic, but I find superstition and magic to be completely like different. Like I am a superstitious person, I would say, but I, but I don't like that side of me, but like the magic side of me, this sort of like wanting to believe in something bigger or, or some, some greater purpose or meaning that I think is something that's useful. Does that mm. make sense? It totally makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I, and, and the link that you're making about it, uh, the mean life having higher meaning than just pragmatic reality, linking that to like believing in Santa Claus. Like, is that, are those similar? And like, I'm almost feeling like a hypocrite. Like if I want to teach my child that there's, you know, that there's a meaning outside of just waking up and doing your life. Don't I also have to like say, I don't know what the answer is about things like ghosts and magic and spirits. I don't know anything. And, and what he said, like a healthy sense of disbelief or, he- right. you know, like you want to teach your kids that anything is possible and that like, you know, there is synchronicity and great things do happen. And, you know, if you really put your mind, you know, like you want to teach them positive thinking naturally. Well, right. Because why not? Well, the one thing, Gil, I saw today you sent a video over or maybe it was your wife of your child in their in their costume and it was a, a magician pulling a rabbit out of its hat. That's and correct. I, yeah. And I don't wanna I don't want to offend you at all, but to me what I saw was you encouraging demonism and encouraging you know, like that she believed I mean I know you didn't mean anything by it, but I think we should talk. No, I, I want her to worship Satan. And oh I, okay. I um I, no I I truly want her to pull like some sort of uh, hopefully she tricks us one day and pulls a knife out of the hat and then just stabs her parents. <laughs> or stabs so the I, witch that invaded her bedroom. Yeah, exactly. I, I have no idea where the magician came from either. She has never seen like magic or anything or, or like never, uh, it's not in any of her shows, but magician came out of nowhere. Hmm. Um, 
And it's funny, you never see magicians dressed like that anymore. Also, it's classic. Very I was like, old she's school. like a, a Vegas magician. <laughs> yeah, we were really. like, I sh I'm like, shouldn't she be wearing like ripped jeans and like a black T-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> like if that, like that's a real magician these days. Uh, <laughs> All these Gen Zers are like, what's this costume? Why, why is this weird maitre d at a four star restaurant in the 40s uh, pulling a rabbit out of their hat? You should be at a fucking performing at a buffet. Like, what are you doing here? Well, it was very cute, and our child wanted to be a mermaid, and Moshe was really upset because he thought that was super basic. Well, and when the prop, the when prop, I showed him that your daughter was a magician, he was kind of jealous. I was, to be honest. I was like, now that's a costume. That's like quirky. It's not... Uh, that's it's pretty not, basic. It's pretty basic. It is, but there's some... like. She used to want to, for the first nine months of this year, she said she wanted to be a ghost, which is as basic as it gets. But I thought, that's a great throwback. You that's can work a, with yeah. that. Yeah, now that I can work with. I thought, this is a throwback. It's old school. I it's mean, they're not real, but uh, you can <laughs> certainly be a ghost. <laughs> no, no, no. There used to be ghosts, you know. Then they could literally fly. <laughs> well, maybe we should uh, see if we can... Call, would, do, you, do you want to call someone with us? What if he says no? <laughs> I would love to. I mean, he knows we're going to do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh? I don't want to tell our listeners too much about our private lives, but right now we are at a very fancy hotel in Puerto Rico. And you know what I noticed sleeping in bed last night? What? How aroused I was next to you. But you know what else I noticed? That you missed our bed? That I missed our bed because I missed our Helix mattress. It's even better than this five-star place that we're at now. Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type exactly to your sleep preferences for the perfect mattress for you. So why would you buy a mattress made for someone else? With Helix, you're getting a mattress that you know will be perfect for the way that you sleep. Everybody's unique and Helix knows that. And so they've got a bunch of different mattress models to choose from. Soft, medium, firm. Mattress is good for cooling you down if you're a hot sleeper. Mattress is great for spinal alignment to prevent morning aches and pains. And there's even a Helix Plus mattress for our plus sized sleepers. So if you're looking for a mattress, you take the quiz, you order the mattress that you're matched to, and the mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free, it's fun to unpackage, it's better than a five-star hotel, and you don't even ever go need to go to a mattress store again. I mean, come on, who could ever deal with that? So go to helixsleep.com slash honeymoon, take the two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. And they have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you will, obviously. Helix has financing options and flexible payment plans, so a great night's sleep is never far away. They're offering $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash honeymoon. So go to helixsleep.com slash honeymoon and get that up to $200 off today. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. Do you like to sleep in luxury sheets? Mm, I do, actually. I know that about you, which is why I decided, out of the kindness of my heart, to tell you and our listeners about Brooklyn. They're the best sheets I've ever slept on, and I want to invite you to join me in bed for the first time in over five years. <laughs> Brooklinen was started to create beautiful, high-quality home essentials that don't cost you too much, and people 
it's a success. Well, what they do is they work directly with manufacturers of these sheets to make sure that luxury is available directly to you without any luxury level markups. So you get the amazing array of their products. They're not just sheets at a reasonable price. They're so confident in their core products that they come with a 365 day warranty and Fans are confident too. They've received over 75,000 five-star reviews and counting. And what are those products? I'm talking buttery, soft, and breathable sheets, plush and absorbent towels, cozy robes, and comfy loungewear you'll never want to take off. So give yourself the comfort refresh you deserve and get it for less at Brooklinen. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code HONEYMOON to get $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code HONEYMOON for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's brooklinen.com, code HONEYMOON. Let's call this fella. Oh, oh, I'm excited about this. I like this location. Let's yeah. call Evan in Silver Lake. Oh, as a local boy. We should all get a drink after this. <laughs> Evan. Hey. Hi, Evan. Hi, Evan. Hello, hello. Hi, Gil. Hi, Nosha. Hi, Moshe. Hi, Natasha. Hi. I like that, actually. Nosha. That could be a <laughs> good... I, I know, that could be a... Uh, that could save us probably 45 minutes a year. <laughs> that's your oh, yeah. that's your uh, benefit, right? Yeah, that's right. We've been trying to launch that for a while now. Yeah, it's your spin off it's your spin off of the uh of, of OSHA as well. Of OSHA, the <laughs> Occupational Safety Hazard Association? Exactly. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's like it's like the anti version of it, like the anti masking version of, of OSHA. Right. Well, when I saw that you were in Silver Lake and just your whole visage, I thought, now this is an OSHA guy. This guy gets <laughs> occupational safety, and that's what we're probably talking about today, right? Non-slip shoes are super important. People. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, so what's going on, Evan? Yeah, so I called because I need some advice on how to set boundaries with my anti-mask, anti-COVID denying mother. Oh. Um, specifically around like her wanting to visit and get together for the holidays and things like that. And you know, kind of me pushing up against all that stuff. And it's been, you know, a little bit tricky doing so when, uh, you know, luckily I'm I'm across the country from her now. So it makes it a little bit easier, but I still kind of get those texts every, every so often like, Oh, what are we going to do for Christmas? And we're going to get together with your grandparents and all this stuff. And I kind of have to be like, ah, I'm busy. Let me talk to you later. So I'm kind of avoiding it now, but I need to find a way to actually, you know, actually deal with it. Hmm. I have a question. And I want, yes. I want to hear, it's funny, we've had iterations of this call over the years, but it's gotten more acute now because of COVID. Like it used to be like my conservative relative, but now it's like, no, they might also be carrying d- disease. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I mean, she's literally like, hey, let's get all your grandparents together and do this, like celebrate his 80th birthday. And I was like, the dude just had surgery like two weeks ago and y'all are coming across the country. And this seems like, uh, well, I mean, this seems like example number one for what not to do. But is the idea that even if everyone's vaccinated, that you don't want to have like outdoor parties with people? Wait, who are, are they old? vaccinated? You've made so this is the whole, the whole problem is that my, my mom and that side of the family, they are like very anti-vax and not vaccinated. And so it's kind of like bringing them into a, like a, an atmosphere like with myself and my grandparents that are out here where like we've kind of been safe and we're trying to like keep each other, you know, trying to stay on top of that. And then, you know, she's kind of coming in almost like kicking in the door of that. You know, they're like I mean? the they're like See, this, the- this one. This one feels like an easy one for me. This is like 
tell your mom to go fuck herself, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, that's classic easy for you to say. That's right. It is easy for you. They're, they're like, I mean, I, yeah, like, why, not let the, why not let that side of your family perish? You know what I'm saying? I know. I know that's, they're like that's the, the Beverly part. Hillbillies just like coming in, tearing everything up. Could you guys do, would you guys be able to do that? I feel like I would not, I don't know. I mean, I'm on the sort of like cautious, very cautious side, but I'd have to be like outdoors 50 feet away, you know, with mm -hmm. a, I don't know. And if she was, you know, we, we, you know, we had kind of brought that up, but you know, if it was something closer to that, then maybe I would, you know, it would be a lot easier, but she's kind of like, no, we're going to like stay with you and eat out and like try and do all these different things where like where I tried to offer up some compromises and she was basically like, no, fuck you. You're part of the sheeple. Got it. Okay. So wait, oh, I, I'm trying to figure out some of the specific details. So it mm -hmm. is becoming cute. It was before abstract, but now she's like, no, I'm coming. And instead of you saying, I actually am uncomfortable with this, you've sort of kicked the ball down the road. <laughs> And, and yeah, never answered. Exactly. Got we it. should wait. We should wait till you have till you're like intubated to say something. I think <laughs> <laughs> with a note, a note on like a dry erase board. I'm actually yes. uncomfortable with your COVID protocols. <laughs> exactly. Put a post-it note on your gravestone. <laughs> but also, you know, these people are 80 and they're like, they're like thinking about their wrist. They're like, I'm going to die soon anyway. I want to see my family. I want to have fun. I mean, I don't know why they don't want to get vaccinated, but you know, you got to kind of love people. They, like, you know, I, if, if I was 80, I'd probably no, want to. The 80 year old is, I, just to clarify, the 80 year old in this scenario is vaccinated? Correct. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You're your your mother is is the wild one correct yeah yeah and my grandparents and they're kind of like at high risk and so your mom is of... at sturgis your grandparents <laughs> are reading the economist yeah it, exactly and you know of course when like other people tell me stuff like this i'm just like oh yeah fuck them like you don't need to talk to them anymore but there's like a lot of my family that's kind of like estranged and so it is a relationship that i'm interested in keeping and so it's kind of like I'm willing to compromise, like not compromise, but I'm willing to be like, no, let's like, we can still get together on Zoom and we can like have it, make, have it a whole fun thing and trying to offer up other options. And she's very kind of against all of that. So it's kind of like, how do I set up, set up like effective boundaries while still trying to maintain a relationship? Cause it's usually in my, in my head, the first thing is just either ignore it or fuck you. And I feel like those are two fun options. But. I mean, I mean, usually, usually like, ant, like anti-vax, you know, people are, are sort of, they're, they're tied to the sort of freedom aspect of it, of like, no one's going to tell me what to do. I want to make my own choices. And to me, that's the side of that you can appeal to your mom to, which is like, this is, this is important to me. This is what I believe. And, you know, I don't want you anywhere fucking near me, you know? Um, uh, yeah, you're know. right, Gil. It'll it'll appeal to that side of her and she'll be like, I got it, no problem at all. No, but it sounds like this is a deeper issue because like, have you, this is kind of a divide with you and your mom now. And yeah, yeah exactly. It's, and it's bizarre because we went from, you know, March, 2020, she, you know, made me a handmade mask and sent it in the mail. And now we're at like, you know, anti-mask theory. It. And so it was, it was like a really sharp transition. She's been from, radicalized. Yeah, exactly. So like last, so like last Christmas, I was still like living her. 
And I kept comfortable, like, and he was giving reasons why I wasn't going to be coming down to visit. And basically she was like, oh, so then we're just going to come up and see you. And I was like, oh, I don't really want that. And they showed up on my doorstep, like Whoa. basically like, Whoa. no, 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 this is happening. Aggressive. So, so luckily we have like divide of like the whole country, but it's still like, you know, trying to, uh, you know, what's like, there's like, it's kind of, you know, she's not willing to kind of see it on my terms. So it's kind of like what, you know, how do you move forward when it's like, you know, you have like a mom, like kind of guilting you into like coming, you know, not spending time with you. And it's, you know, not about that at all. I'm trying to figure out like, what's the, like the delicate balance of, uh, of, of doing Got that. It. It's just tricky. All right. I have some thoughts. I think that one thing you need to do <clears throat> is suss out, um, how much of this, your protocols are about actual safety and how much of it is about wanting to punish your mom for being unreasonable because that yeah. I would be tempted to be like, oh, you're not going to see me because you're a fucking nutcase. And you said that you wanted to save your relationship with her. Like, I think that Gil's first point of saying fuck that is a is an okay choice to make if that's how you feel. But that's not how you feel. You want you want to keep this relationship. So yeah, exactly. So yeah. once you kind of make a grid of like, how, what am I actually comfortable with? Because you're vaccinated, your grandparents are mm -hmm. vaccinated. The truth is, you're probably safe, safer. You're not going to die. Your grandparents yeah, yeah, got, might go, might take that. But colon. they're going to die anyway. Maybe they want to see their friends. They felt isolated. What, what about them? Your grandparents are in that Colin Powell risk, you know, where they're uh, where they're humanitarian um, human rights violators that lied to the country and started a war in the Middle East that was not justified. That's your grandparents all over, right? I mean, exactly the great generation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what what do they feel? Do they want to see your your mom? The silent generation. I know they're 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 in the same boat where they're like. They're trying to negotiate with her and it kind of just keeps, you know, okay. they it's it back against the wall. So it's like almost at this point, it's kind of like, cause it's very hard to me for kind of like, like I know what I want, but it's hard just like asking for like, kind of like putting my foot down, Well, here, you know, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, yeah, it's, I kind of have it in my mind what's made up, but it's almost like, how do I, that's that. Like, see, that's the thing. Moshe, if he, if it feels like if he wanted to see his mother, uh, then I would uh, then I would say, OK, you got to think of it about it from her perspective. But to mm -hmm. me, it feels like he is a little too scared to set boundaries with his mom and to say, like, you can't come. I'm sorry, but if you're not vaccinated, this is not OK with me. And, mm -hmm. you know, like, I, I think it's it's more about sort of, you know, making sure that she understands that you are, you're going to get what you want as well. And what you want is to be safe and for your grandparents to be safe. And I think mm -hmm. making that clear with her, it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like she's respecting your boundaries at this point. If she's showing up to your house and being like, boo, I have a fucking COVID, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't are, know. Are, are we supposed to not allow anyone like, is it, is there a world where the unvaccinated person comes and, you know, just you they they rent a place and then you guys just meet outside? You yeah. live in California. Exactly. There's a middle ground between fuck you, never come here again, and I will allow you to stomp all over me and you your decision is what counts. Like, what about you... Like you were like, she can't I see from my perspective, but that's a beauty of boundaries. They don't need yeah. to see from your perspective because you go, it's not about convincing them that you're right. It's about telling them what you will and won't accept. So what about the idea of you guys all meeting, like you all could meet at a hotel and then you all meet in the common area of the hotel and you can gather as a family, you can have meals outside and they can sit, you, you got to find a hotel with a very long table. 
Okay. No, but she just needs to like understand your boundaries, you know, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. your boundaries can be that you see her. We yes, just like exactly. see each other outside. If you want to come inside, then, you know, maybe you can figure out something where you guys are staying at separate places and you take a test. But, you know, there's certainly ways to see people, especially, I mean, testing, especially if you don't want them to get... I- I totally agree. I think it's way more nuanced than just don't come or come. I think like you have a lot more options and find a way where you can both be happy. I think also, Evan, the easy part of uh, of you haven't even done the easy part. It seems like that's the hardest part, which is declaring your boundaries. But that's actually the easy part in boundaries. Mm-hmm. The easy part is saying I will not accept this. The hard part is when your mother, your mother, the person who raised you immediately will disrespect your boundary. I mean, there's no question about it. When you declare your boundaries, she's not going to be like, I respect that. She'll be like, I, I couldn't respect that less, Evan. You've turned into a little bitch boy. We all, uh, like, there's no way this doesn't turn into a huge fight. The hard part is just standing your ground and going, I hear everything you're saying. If you want to insult me, then my boundaries are going to get harsher because then it's going to be, a, I'm not going to see you at all. It, the, so that was, was what I would say declare your boundaries and then stick to your boundaries and you've got a natural ally in your intelligent uh, intellectual grandparents yeah well yeah i know was it what is it the uh the famous saying saying that your parents are the one that push your buttons the most because they there's one that sewed it on themselves totally like that and the truth is that means that you have a small anti-masker anti-vaxxer inside of your body right now <laughs> trying to fight its way out <laughs> So it sounds like the best thing to do is uh, go on a cruise ship, right? That seems like the best one. Well, n- n- that's, you make a joke, but I actually think there is some logic to saying I will meet you at a hotel with mm-hmm. gra- grandma and grandpa getting their own room. I get my own room. You get your own room and we hang out in, in the foyer. And that's the way that's what I'm comfortable with. That's true. And, and if the hotel happens to be on the water, then that's fine, too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, it is okay to be near water. And the added bonus is your your mom is probably going to get pretty drunk and she could go for a long swim and then you won't have to worry about this anymore. Exactly, yeah, long, long, long walks down. <laughs> Wait, I have, I have one quick question though. How, what, what do you think inspired her from going from like knitting you a mask to like not wanting to get vaccinated? It, my, see, my guess is that she was kind of always on the like alternative medicine like side of Facebook and... I think that that went from like, oh, try this supplement to all of a sudden, like (laughs) the the government is trying to kill you. I will tell you what I think is not possible is you telling your mother enough good information about vaccines that you change her mind. Her mind, it will never be changed. It will never happen for the rest of time. You should accept that she (laughs) is this person now. So then you have to negotiate with that person. Don't negotiate with the person that you think you can convince her to be because she ain't that person. Especially over the holidays. (laughs) <laughs> Especially over the holidays, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, good luck, Evan. Well, thank you so, thank you so much. I know it seems like, like you said, the, the easiest part comes first, then the hardest part is. Gonna, are, so, know, what are you going to do it? Are you going to have this conversation? Yeah, I know. I have to. You know, I've been, you know, avoiding her calls and things like that. So now it's actually, you know, oh, so this is what it is. Like this is the plan. You know what I mean? I'll tell you. I'll tell you what you do. Here's a real easy thing to do: text your mom right now and say, "Hey, can we talk on whatever date?" I need to talk to you about us getting together so that you've committed yourself to this conversation because it's easy to not have. But eventually they're going to show up at your door and be like, hey, it's us. And we wanted to do a deep breathing party. And you're going to have to decide whether you're. <laughs> I would also that. just to add on to that, I would send also like a devil emoji just to fuck with her just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just to, you know, mm-hmm. so she doesn't know. Keep her on her toes. Natasha, parting words. 
Well, I was just realizing that my mom hasn't come to see us in like almost two years of COVID. And, and I th- think and she's vaccinated <laughs> <laughs> because of, you know, not wanting to leave and travel and being afraid of and health issues, health issues. But, you know, and then but not wanting, you know, not seeing people. And I think this is just a weird time and it's very hard for everyone to navigate. You know, this is like it's not like anyone knows what what to do right now. Oh, but you're kind of saying like having an unvaccinated, anti-vax mom, there's some advantages. Her mom's too scared to leave the state. Your mom's like, fuck it. I'm jumping on the Harley. I'll be there in 22 hours. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's like, just work with it. Your, yours sounds a little more fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So it's, you know, it's, it's kind of like being okay with like, agree to disagree, that type of thing, it, it, which is, which is kind of, which is hard. <laughs> that is hard, especially with these kinds of topics. But they, you know, if it's your mom, like I said, you decided you wanted to have a relationship with her. So ergo, this is the person that you're having a relationship with. Yes. The more complicated route, but hopefully, you know, the one that's more fulfilling, I guess, is the, kind of like the, the long run. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. And the more time your mom spends with you, the last time she's on Facebook, honing down that, uh, that is true. <laughs> Going down those those rabbit holes. I bet my mom must be on like some sort of liberal, like extra scared boomer track. Like there's the information that's being fed is like they're so cautious that they don't want to leave. No, I've got an idea. No, I just had an idea before we say goodbye. Here's what you do. You find a way to get some Johnson and Johnson black market. Okay, just the one shot. Right. Invite your mom to come. You know, put like a little weird filters in your nose so that you're safe or or keep them away from your grandparents because you're vaccinated. Get the booster. Okay, this is the plan. Get the booster now. Invite her to come right after the booster really kicks in so your antibodies are through the roof. Say, you know what, mom? Come through. Sleep in my house. Okay, you're doing good because you got that booster. Mom goes to bed. Get her drunk, real drunk, right? When mom goes to bed, you sneak into that bedroom. You just just give her the Johnson and Johnson and she can come hang out and you get your mom and she's vaccinated. You saved her life. I think this is a really good plan. I love it. It's vigilante shit. Yes. And, but don't tell OSHA cause it's not approved. Exactly. Good luck. <laughs> All right. Bye. Thank you so much guys. Bye. Bye. God, that will be hard. What? Just to have somebody, I don't have anybody in my family who like just fundamentally sees the world in a diametrically opposed well that's what this was about yeah now all of a sudden like you have this you know sort of stressor in your life like where you disagree with with people who i feel like there's just a divide yeah but it just sucks if it's your mom like yeah and they just don't see the world in the same way and there's no hope of changing that there's no hope i mean it's like it it seems impossible to change I don't know. It, it, they've just been worked on for so long through social media and their friends. It's just like Im- impossible to do over a holiday. Like, hey. Well, if you please. got offline, it, maybe you could. The, yes. the, the real problem with that particular strain of dubiousness is that they see the argument you're making why they're wrong as evidence that they're right. So there is no way to win the argument. Like the mm-hmm. fact that you're so incensed is like, see. They even got, look, the brainwashing even got to my little boy, you know, like it's, there's no winning. The only way to win an argument with an anti-vaxxer is uh, what you said. When they're intubated, they'll be like, okay, (laughs) you were right. My bad. (laughs) It's true. Then they go like, the vaccine maybe was a good idea. (laughs) Sir, you're intubated. You're supposed to be passed out. Stop waking up. Um, Shall we do one more? 
Yeah, let's do it. Ooh. Oh, wait, Gil, can, do you want to do one more? Yes? Sure, yes, I would love to. Okay. Hey, Tosh. Yamos. You know, I recently read about something called ring evulsion. Do you know what that is? Oh my God, please don't tell me that. Well, it's something horrible that happens to you when you have a metal wedding ring or just a ring in general. I want to tell you, if you work or are a partner of somebody that works in a hardcore field, or if you just want to try something different than a metal ring, you got to try these Enso rings. They're stylish silicone rings, and they've got a soft, flexible fit. It's all the rage. These safer rings. They're more comfortable and safer than wearing a metal ring. Yeah, I can't tell, Moshe. You gave me one. Is this a present, or was this just something you got for free? It was just me showing you the wedding ring that I'm buying for the next person that comes along. They are for people that are active and work with their hands a lot, who want to stay safe, but still want to show the world that they're committed, or just want to look like they got a cool ring on without having a metal band around their finger. It's all the elegant looks of real metal, but with the benefits of silicone. No, they do look cool. No matter what your tastes are, Enzo Rings has you covered with a wide selection of stylish and fun collections. The thing is, a lot of these silicone rings look really cheap or corny, but Enzo Rings actually infuses real precious metals into the silicone. And you can't find that in any other silicone ring brand. There's platinum, rose gold, diamond, pearl, and even volcanic ash. Trust us, Enzo rings are a gift that they'll love. So check out Enzo's Elements Rings and other bestsellers at our special URL, enzorings.com slash honeymoon. And for a limited time, you'll get 10% off your first purchase of any collection when you use the promo code honeymoon. Don't wait, lock in your holiday orders now and even get one for yourself. That's 10% off at promo code honeymoon at ensorings.com slash honeymoon. Hey, Tosh. Yeah? I have a question. Do you have a cosmetics brand that also gives back? I do, actually. Well, what are they called? They're called Thrive Cosmetics. And is it cosmetics like COS or is it... Cosmetics. It's like it's a it's giving back to a cause. Tell me more. Thrive Cosmetics products are made with clean, high-performance, skin-loving ingredients. I love their mascara. I love their highlighter. Although all these products are made without parabens, sulfates, and phthalates. Yeah, but here's the real deal. Thrive Cosmetics has a bold mission that's bigger than beauty. For every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help women thrive like women emerging from homelessness, surviving domestic abuse, fighting cancer, and more. Thrive Cosmetics also has a variety of sets available this holiday season, which are perfect for gifting or treating yourself. So if you need some new makeup or some any kind of cosmetic product, but you also don't want to spend your money and have it just go to a company, Try Thrive Cosmetics because they don't just give you makeup, they help other people as well. So they sent me a big box. I love the mascara. It was my, it made my eyelashes longer than any mascara I've tried. What was that one called? That was the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. And then they had this brilliant eye brightener, which I put in my in the corner of my eyes, um, outside on the wingtip that I made with my eyeliner. It just kind of highlighted my whole face. And then I brought with us on vacation this overnight sensation brightening sleep mask. And I just put it all over my face and neck before I went to bed and it woke up. I woke up and my skin was kind of glowing. Yeah, and I went in for a kiss last night and she said, leave me alone. I've got my overnight sensation brightening sleep mask. So in a way, it's not my favorite, but she does look good this morning. 
I love everything about Thrive Cosmetics, and their Bigger Than Beauty mission is truly inspiring. You're going to love it as much as I do. Visit thrivecosmetics.com slash honeymoon and get 15% off your first order. That's T-H-R-I-V-E-C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash honeymoon for 15% off your first order. Thrivecosmetics.com slash honeymoon. Okay. You want to call Gabby in Bakersfield? Hell yeah. See, people in California, they have no excuse. You just like go outside. Oh, right. Everything we do is outside. Right. Our kid does soccer outside. You know, they go to school. They're outside a lot. That's what I think you say to you an see anti- your family outside. That's what I think you say to an anti-vax parent. Oh, we see you, Gabby, and just know that we're <laughs> almost done with our conversation over here. But okay. and <laughs> it's pretty rude what we're doing. You are our guest, but we're just in the middle of a thought. So in a way, it's rude what you're doing as well. Um, I could leave. I could totally No, leave. you I'll stay. Just stay and hear the, hear the nuggets of wisdom that you're, are about to come your way. But the thing with, is with, with, an, with an anti-vax parent is... You, you have to know that they, you have to just say some version of, I know you think I'm crazy and I don't care. And that's very difficult to do. Anyway, Gabby, what's up? Hi, how are you guys? We're good. Oh, it's, it's good. Gil Ozeri, uh, Moshe Kasher, and me, who you called uh, Natasha Legero. Yeah. I just saw you guys at... Uh what was it? Supernova this last weekend. You guys were amazing. Thank I'm you. I'm really huge fan of. You came the, all the way from Bakersfield to go to the Supernova outdoor comedy show in Los Angeles? Well, so I'm technically, I'm from Bakersfield, but I'm uh, technically an orange of oh, Orange County. Whoa. That is, that is, so you got some lies going on. That's cool. No, you told our well, producer okay, a lie. So Bakersfield is an important part of the story because in, as you know, it's the armpit of California. So yeah, well, it's also the home of uh, the some of the best country music. We were just listening to some Bakersfield country today. Do you know about this, the Bakersfield sound? Mm-hmm. Yes, unfortunately, I do know about this a little too much. <laughs> okay, okay, what's happening? Let tell us, talk to us. Okay, so I my best friend went through a breakup last year with uh, a guy she was seeing for like three years, but for the past year of them being broken up, she's in this like cycle of not necessarily getting back together with him, but like hearing him out about like what he wants to do for her and what, like the promises that he's making to her to, I'll be a better man. And I'll, you know, uh, essentially be emotionally available because he's not emotionally available. And she keeps hearing him out and going through this, hooking up with him, being disappointed that he can't change within like a month. She, she does it about once a month. And then she comes to me and talks to me about it because I'm her support system. And it's really difficult being a good friend who doesn't, I hate the guy. Like, I just don't like him. He is the worst. He doesn't, he never wants to leave Bakersfield. That's kind of why Bakersfield is an important part. Cause it's like, she wants to leave and he doesn't even want to travel outside of like California. Like he doesn't care. Like he's just awful. Uh, her dad died and she he was like uncomfortable during like her going through that process of like losing her dad and stuff. So he's just a bad guy. And I don't necessarily think that he's the best fit for her, but she is on the cycle of getting back together with him. And I want to be a good friend who like is there for her, but also I'm so sick of hearing about him. I'm not gonna lie, especially cause he's the worst. So what, so. what's your question? My question is, do you guys have any advice for like talking with her about it? Either t- like, you know, telling her, 
I like don't come to me with this, I guess. Or is it more like suck it up? And how do I suck it up? Like if I don't if I'm not the biggest fan of him, I would ask her like what? what do you want from life? Like, what do you, where do you see yourself in like five years? What do you, where do you see yourself in three years? And like, do you think so-and-so is going to help you get there? You know, is, do you envision that? Cause if you do, then I want to help you. But like, I don't know, like, you know, if she could kind of get a little more clear with what she wants. Um, and I mean, you have your own life too. Yeah. Yeah, you got that at those Xbox 360 headphones to get back to. You play Halo or what's your... These are my boyfriend's. These are my boyfriend's headphones. <laughs> he plays a lot of stuff. Um, Gil, what do you think? I, it seems like there's two issues. One is like you're, you're, uh, you don't want your friend to be with this guy. And the other one is that you don't want to hear about this anymore. Right? Um, yeah. And those are... To me, those are kind of separate. Like, you can always say to your friend, like, hey, I don't, you know, I, I like, I don't think you can, you can always say to your friend, like, I don't want to hear this kind of, I don't want to hear about this. This is making me upset. But I feel like you're going to lose your friend's trust in that yeah. situation. And I, it, it seems like, you know, your friend is going to do what they want to do and be with who you want to be with. And I think, yeah. like, at times, you know, with friends, we sort of have to, like, we have to deal with a lot of their bullshit, you know, because mm -hmm. um, I, I don't know. I mean, it's like sort of asking your friend to like, you know, get rid of a tattoo or something of like, of, you know, of a, like Bakersfield a, a Bakersfield tattoo, a Bakersfield tattoo of like, or, yes, exactly. Um, with a Tasmanian devil, you know, like on the Twin Towers, like a, the terrible tattoo. The Twin Towers it's of like, Bakersfield. Of Bakersfield. It's like, it's ugly. But like, it's not going to change, and it's none of your business, and it's shitty to ask. Like, yeah. I, 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 I just feel like you know, it's, it's, it's a hard ask, because you don't know all, all the details. I, I don't know. It's yeah. a lot. That's I how I know. honestly feel about it. Like, I'm never gonna. I don't feel like I could tell her, but when I talk to other people about it, they're like, uh, you know, like it's enabling. Like, you're just letting her go on the cycle, and like, not like I want to tell her my true feelings in a way, but also I just. I know that breakups take time to get over someone and maybe she might get back together with him. I would hate that, honestly, but I don't know. I've been giving so many generic answers that now we're that we're long distance best friends and I call her more often. It's so hard to have a phone call where it's like, so I'm disappointed again with him. Like, it's always the same conversation. OK. And what are you getting from your relationship with her? Um, oh, she's my best friend. I, I enjoy it. We do a lot of things together. Like we're, we go on trips together and she's a great person. She's funny. We laugh so much together. You go to Zelda's kingdom. You'll fight off, yeah. um, you'll, you'll <laughs> master chief in halo. You wait. I, okay. I, okay. You, you said at the end, I like sometimes when people talk enough, they, they tell on themselves. So I, I cause, because in the beginning you were saying like, you don't want, I really relate to by the way this situation i've been in this i think everybody's been in this situation where you have a friend that's in an endless breakup and in the beginning you're there for them as a friend because it seems like they're processing and as a person that is in the breakup if in the beginning it's processing your emotional um uh uh, uh feedback or or, or or damage from the relationship and then it becomes about it becomes addictive it becomes like picking at a scab it, and it and it's very difficult to stop doing it because it, you you're you're doing this pro emotional uh, regurgitation and processing 
in the name of healing, but you're not healing. You're actually making it constantly fresh and painful and you never stop this endless cycle of breaking up and longing for the person. And as a friend of a person like that, it's like, it's like they're just coming to your spinal cord and putting a tap in and just putting a mug there and just taking your life force because it's just like it's the same conversation and you've never had a different answer but it's just like you have to like field their emotional vomit because in the name of being a good friend right well that how long has this been going on gabby uh it's been going on for a little over a year and she does it every month or every two months right or every other month so, but then at the end, you told on yourself, which is that you're giving her generic answers and you're not really telling her how you fully feel about this person in this relationship. Is that right? After like the third time, like especially now, I don't know what else, like everything that has been said has like, how, or has already been said about how much I dislike him right. and how, how much better she is because uh, I have talked to her about her plan, Natasha. That's like one of the main ways I've tried to like get her out of this situation is being like you want to be a professor you want to move to the east coast like you have these like i literally had a what's your five-year goal 10-year goal like what do you want from life and what does he have to offer that you know lines up with that because that's what i look for in a partner and i thought it'd be good but after 12 times of her you know oh he's never changing he doesn't i i'm like sorry girl boss like (laughs) i don't know what to say anymore that's not something i've already told her which is like you're great. You'll find someone else. Like you just need to, you know, get out there and, Oh, have you tried dating apps? Like all those talks have been had and it feels, I feel bad for ending up in this. I'm in the cycle now of saying the same thing because it's not, it's not like I'm actually going to change her mind and I just want to be there for her still. Tosh, any thoughts? Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you just start to, I would, if if someone was annoying me as a friend, I don't really have like a best friend, like the only person I talk to. So if someone was like on this path and like kind of annoying in that way, I would probably like see them a little less, but I'm kind of savage. Yeah. She's a savage. She's an emotional (laughs) monster and she's willing to cut people off, including people very, very close to her at the, like the drop of a hat. Like it, you know, like, no, I'm just saying, yeah, this seems similar to me that to the previous call. I agree. Like, you know, it's it, it it's sort of like I, I don't think it's OK for someone to just constantly lay their anxiety and their like shit upon another friend like that doesn't feel like a good friend either. But at the same time, I think that everyone's going to sort of she's going to learn in her own time and you cannot convince her that this guy is not right for her if she doesn't feel that way. She's got to come to that. And unfortunately, it feels like that's she's good. It's taking a long time. Yeah. You know? You so, could start I mean, trolling her when, like, when she calls. You could be like, "I think you should get back together with him. Like, he seems awesome." Oh my God. And then she'll be like, "Wait a minute, what's going on? I don't feel like you're trying." Because she, Gil's right. She's calling in not to get advice. She's not calling to get advice anymore. She's calling to purge. She's calling because she knows that you'll always pick up and put those dorky headphones on, and she can just she can just <laughs> purge at your at your feet, and you'll just accept the vomit pile and go like, yeah. "Cool." I mean, I don't think there's. I don't. I think that at a certain point, be you know, friendships are supposed to be mutual. I don't think you should get rid of her as a friend, but this part of your friendship they're supposed to be mutually beneficial and it sounds like this is a one-way street she's just sucking from you and you're not get it's not pleasant for you and she just i'm not saying she's being mean she doesn't know who else to turn to you're the only person she's got that she can bring this to but 
I would say it might be time for a little bit of tough love, which is, hey, you know how I feel about this guy. I don't like him. I love you. I'll be here for you no matter what happens. But I can't process this relationship with you anymore because there's only one answer I've got. Break up with him. Never see him again. <laughs> and and then she'll just know. Like, I'm not the... I, I, unfortunately, I'm not the person. Now, if you want me to help you move on, if you want me to... To, to help you break up with him and make strategies for that, I'm here for that all day. If you want me to hear again that he disappointed you but tell you it's okay, girl, I'm not I'm not here for I, I didn't come here for that and I'm not down. If you want to play Call of Duty, I'm here for that. <laughs> I'm here for that. I'm always <laughs> online. I never log off. Uh, I, see, it's funny because I, I mean, not to say I would take Natasha's advice, but like I can't kind of because we made plans, you know, post-COVID world opening up. We were like, we're traveling together. So in like a month i'm going to new orleans with her and then we're going to europe we have like tickets bought i think this is a perfect time perfect time for you to set some boundaries it is like the last yeah. call the last call was about somebody whose parents did, were anti-vaxxers and anti-maskers and he didn't know what to do because they were wanted to come see him it's the same thing it's about boundaries it's like you just set okay. your boundaries don't make if you don't say something before you leave on this trip the whole trip you're gonna be talking about this fucking doofus in bakersfield yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Dude, he's like, he's 24 and balding. Like, that's what I tell her every time she, like, and I can't tell her how many times, like, hey, she, hey she's balding. ruminating. Like, how, how much does he have to offer? Whoa, whoa, hey, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, wait a minute. Now, wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> okay. Listen, it's okay if you're 30 and balding. Now I'm on the, now I'm on the guy's side. I don't know this guy. <laughs> he can't help. Wait a minute. That's not a marker. How is that his fault? That's not a marker of a bad guy. He's just a guy who's, who's. Well, okay. It's on testosterone dipped. Yeah, it's on right. Top of everything else. And to right. make matters worse, he's balding. Yeah. I'm with you. Oh God! Uh, the yeah, problem I think, is, is there's nothing on top of everything else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I think you gotta say before you go. Oh, you know you're my best friend and I love you. I don't want to talk about that guy during our trip, and that'll be a signal to her if you make it specific about the trip. So it's not about don't ever come to me with that again. If you make it specifically about the trip, unless she's dumb, she'll take a hint. <laughs> she'll take a hint and go. Oh, she yeah. means in general. I think it's important to say, though, what you said, Moshe, which is I love you and I'm here for you. Like, make sure she knows that it's not like necessarily it. This is also about taking care of yourself. Yeah. You know, it's not about you, you still love her and you'll be there for her. Wow. That's great advice. You guys. Wow. OK, like good. The right people. Heck yeah. Home run derby over here. And also, if I could give you one last piece of advice, <laughs> avoid the avoid the COVID-19 uh, uh, experimental vaccine. It's just uh, it's a it's it's unproven technology and masks don't work. You're breathing in your own CO2. Anyway, that's all. That's all I want to say. <laughs> all right. Well, good luck, Gabby. She's like, I totally agree. I love agree. you guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> bye. Okay, bye. 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 Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. Well, one thing that makes you want to get your diet in order more than anything else is vacation, wouldn't you say? I guess, yeah, you gotta get in that swimsuit. You know, after a week's vacation and eating at any restaurant you want, you go, you know what, I'd like to like, focus on some health. And that's why we want to tell you about Green Chef. Green Chef has a meal plan for every healthy lifestyle, keto, paleo, plant-powered diets, or even if you just wanna have delicious but balanced dishes. Yeah, they basically come to your door and it's got all of these unbelievable ingredients like USDA certified organic, 
food. This is the first of these kinds of programs that is actually certified organic. You enjoy hand-picked organic veggies and premium proteins without having to worry about where they came from. It comes to your door, they're pre-portioned, and you'll actually be reducing food waste by 25% because they're, they're perfectly portioned for you. And it makes me think that I can cook. I don't have to measure stuff. I don't have to go to the grocery store. You can avoid the long lines at the grocery store lately. You can get fresh premium ingredients delivered right to your door. And here's the thing, folks. Natasha cannot cook. So for this thing to make it seem like she can, it's a freaking miracle. Green Chef is also America's number one meal kit for eating well, meaning they're the best selling meal kit, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, pescatarian, or if you just want to eat more balanced meals. Or what I am, I'm an aspiring vegan who, who does eat hamburgers. Go to greenchef.com slash honeymoon125 and use code honeymoon125 to get $125 off, including free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash honeymoon125. Use promo code honeymoon125 and get $125 off, including free shipping. Green Chef the number one meal kit for eating well. Mosh, there's an alarm going off upstairs. What do you mean there's an alarm going off? Can I just go look? What do you mean there's an alarm? There's like a beep going off. It's, it's probably a ghost or something, some sort of witch. Are you doing any Halloween stuff, Gil? Any activities? We might go um, like sort of trick-or-treating. Our neighborhood is insane. I don't know if you know that. Oh, oh is it that's really? amazing. There's like thousands of people here. There's people like selling shit in the street. Oh, um, no shit. Cool. And so, but if we sort of like go off like a few blocks off, we can probably get away with it. Um, that's cute. Feel I have to yet. say like a child in a crowded space at night is stressful. <laughs> you know, like mm -hmm. I, I want to like... Yeah, I don't know. It seems it seems stressful. Oh, it was like, oh. like the last time we went there before COVID, it was like a frat party. <laughs> right. That is sketchy. And everybody's in costume. Do you remember it, there was a, a thing in the beginning of the pandemic where people were saying child predators really liked masks? It was that it was it was good for them to like kidnap kids. And it didn't really make... Do you remember? Anybody remember reading this? It was like mm -hmm. part of the rhetoric of the anti-mask world was like, oh, and to make matters worse, you know who loves masks is child <laughs> predators. It was like, I don't quite understand why, but it was like, it's easier to kidnap a kid if he's wearing a mask, I guess. Anyway. Well, Gil, that, that was really fun. That was really fun. Thank you for asking me. Yeah, well, thanks for doing it. Are you doing anything you want to um, promote at this point in your life? Um, I may be on an upcoming episode of Curb, so you can watch that. Cool. Wait, you are or you may be? I may be. I'm not allowed to say. Yes, oh, I, I, I see. am. Oh, I, no, I, I see. I am. It. I am on an upcoming <laughs> I thought, episode. I would have thought that was an amazing <laughs> thing to plug. It's like, I had a very good audition, good audition. for Curb recently. So that might be coming down the pike. <laughs> I have a producer's session for a <laughs> shitty CBS show. I did a stand-up show once and a comedian came up and their credit was, she has a callback for Blackish <laughs> next week. <laughs> I, was like, I don't think you're supposed to. I say have a that. draft in my tweets I'd like to promote. <laughs> uh, okay, well, thanks, Gail. Hope to Thank see you, you soon. Gail, right, you are awesome. You look great. I love you. Miss you I and miss love you, you too. And I love you. All right, okay. I'm getting back to the ship. Bye. I love Gil. I love Gil as well. A I'm sweet excited man. that he's going to be on Curb Your Enthusiasm. I love that show. Yeah. I've always loved it. Okay. I mean, I just mean it's like been it's such a good it's such a good uh, 
I don't know. I just feel like to me that when I when I that's when I first started realizing like comedy was could really be great. Kind of. Yeah. From Curb? Like early episodes, like when I moved to L.A. and started doing comedy, I just oh. was like really kind of taken by that, like his persona and like, you know. Let's get those producers on the line. Get you in that, get you in the door there. <laughs> you know what? I'll see what I can I'm do. I'm just saying I like it. I like it too. I mean, I don't like it as much as my idea for a, uh, my, that, I, you said Pixar movie. I think that, that's, <laughs> actually, that's got legs. I honestly think it could be cool. It's about a young white boy going to a Day of the Dead ceremony and finally realizing his true self. It's about me. <laughs> it's called Mosho. Cute. I think so too. Moco? Moco. Moco. Moco Loco. It's about the dish, the Moco Loco in Hawaii. Do you know what that is? I don't really understand what it is either. Hawaiian food does mystify me. But you know what doesn't mystify me, Natasha? What? My love for you. Um, my love for you too. Mm, goodbye. <laughs>